Good morning. Welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here with longtime friend and counterpart in Putnam County and wonderful public servant, Mr. Brandon Smith, the Emergency Management Agency Director. Yes, sir. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful. Any time with you is wonderful. Well, that's your own fault. Well, you need to set the bar higher I, in your I, life. No, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I I love being around you. You always have good information. You've been on a while, and I don't really know if we've had you on since the transition, which we're going to get to. But one of the reasons you're here is is to highlight something wonderful the community's doing um, tomorrow, which is Saturday, mm-hmm. March second. Uh, so I'm not going to spoil the fun. I'm going to let you have it. What, what's what's going on tomorrow in Cookville? Yes, yeah, so we're super excited. Mayor Porter and uh, then Director Tyler Smith from EMA, who's our Deputy Director, um, set out after the March 3rd tornado. They started trying to find ways to have our community better prepared for the next event that comes our way and uh, applied for a grant through the Tennessee Emergency Management Agency. That's our state counterpart. Um, that uh, we got a FEMA grant where we have over 2,000 NOAA weather alert radios to give out free of charge for Putnam County residents tomorrow. 2,000? Over 2,000. Yeah, we've already given out about uh, 250. We've had a couple of small groups that we needed to focus on first uh, in our vulnerable populations and some of our senior centers, and so we focused on some of those first. And I've uh, given out about 250. We've got around 2,000, a little over 2,000 left to, to give out tomorrow. So we'll be at the Putnam County Fairgrounds um, coming off the South Walnut Avenue side. That's the back side of the fairgrounds. Coming off South Walnut, we'll be there from 10 until we run out, if mm-hmm. we run out. But if not, then we'll be there from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Just I, a drive-through. Be a I, quick pickup. Yeah, I imagine you'll probably run out. I mean, two thousand's a lot. Don't get me wrong, and I, I'm very grateful that y'all that y'all uh, uh, won and, and fought for that grant and got that those radios. But I'd say there's a lot of people that'll be there in need of those because everybody here has been weather aware ever since, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. And it, it's kind of mind-boggling to me that that we have a lot of folks who still don't have a weather alert radio. You know, that's something that emergency management all over the country, but especially here in Tennessee and in Putnam County, um, Tyler has touted the message of, of NOAA weather alert radios for years and years and years. And, and I will stand by this till the day that I die, that, you know, there would have been dozens, if not a hundred or more people lost in that tornado on March 3rd, 2020, had those messages not been preached for years and years beforehand. There were a lot of people that that's how they got the message and they were better prepared because of it. So, um, you know, this day and time, we tend to rely on our cell phones, and cell phones can be great. They can give us great information. But just like on uh, March 3rd, and we've seen it in other events too, in floods and ice storms where the cell network uh, has taken damage and doesn't perform at its optimal level, so your alerts are delayed or you don't get an alert at all, this gives you the ability to have a backup system to that cell phone. And we always tell folks, have a – have an emergency warning system in your home, not just one mechanism. Have multiple mechanisms to be able to do that. Follow us on social media. Download our app. You know, Download your favorite weather station app or the Red Cross Tornado app, but have that NOAA weather alert radio. It's one of the best things you can have as a backup plan in your home. Yeah, that's good information. And, and so um, and people that get them tomorrow, I'm, and they don't know how to set them up, there's several ways you can find out. You can research it online. How to set up my NOAA weather radio, and it's pretty self-explanatory. I'll be honest with you, I called Brandon Smith. 
Yeah. I, and I'm not saying to call. I'm not yeah. giving out your phone number because well, two thousand people do. may call, call you. Us. Yeah, but we'll, we'll yeah, you do take the to. phone calls. Yeah. But I called you and said, "Man, I I want to make sure I got the right area." And, and you walked me. And it, what, it took what two minutes? Yeah, it's not bad at all. The cool part about these is these are pre-programmed, so they're ready to go. You take them out of the box, put the batteries in, and all you have to do is set the clock and choose the right station. They're already set up for Putnam to Cab. Uh, let's see, Putnam, DeKalb, Smith, and Jackson counties oh, wonderful. will automatically alert um, on these radios. You can set them to just Putnam County if you want to, and there are instructions in the box, but we also, um, Dan Thomas, one of the meteorologists in Nashville at Channel 4, he did a really good video on how to program it. So we've got a link to that on our website and, and more information there as well. Good deal. So tomorrow, 10 to 2, Putnam County Fairgrounds, NOAA weather radios for free uh, supply uh, until supplies last. There's there there's no screening process. I don't guess is there. Brandon? Just got to be a Putnam County resident. That's yeah. what the grant was written for was to to distribute them in Putnam County. So needs to be a Putnam County resident. So let's talk a little bit about weather. I know you didn't you didn't go to meteorology school, but you might as well have. And we talk about weather. You know, Punxsutawney Phil said spring was coming. Yeah. What's what's Brandon Smith say? Well, I don't know. I, I'm still stumped. Tyler's really the weatherman, and yeah. he's the guy with 30-plus years, you know, reading radar and, and models and all sorts of other things. But I, I do um, – we've got the El Nino and the La Nina and the, the waves that our weather patterns go in. So I think we're in for a, a pretty wet spring, potentially, um, and, and maybe some some rumbles of thunder along the way. I mean, it, it looks like it may be a little bit later in the year for the severe weather season. Hopefully not right out of the gate, the beginning of March. Even mm-hmm. though you know this week we've seen some wind and some rain, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're hoping that uh, it stays relatively calm as we go through. But could pick up as we get toward the end of severe weather season, middle of spring. Do you think? Do you think the extended? No, I'm just we're just talking, folks. Don't hold Brandon Smith to these predictions. But <laughs> do you think the ex, there's the, the chances for an extended uh, cold period are pretty much over with by now or do you think there's still a chance we have four or five I, days it's going to be down in the you know, 20s it's tennessee yeah so so there's no real way to to put anything on that and say uh that i'd be willing to wager one way or the other you know the running joke here is if you don't like the weather hang around 10 minutes it'll change <laughs> exactly. you see three and a half seasons in a day <laughs> you will so when it snowed last month uh or actually in january now um <laughs> did you enjoy that side of the, that much snow? How, uh, how do you feel about it? Being the, being the EMA director, what how does that what does that do for your your? It mindset? makes for some long days. So yeah. uh, I was out in that. You know, our our team was helping get essential personnel where they needed to be, and and managing resources to transport people that couldn't be transported other means. And so uh, I was out pretty much daylight till eight or nine o'clock at night. So it was some long days. I was glad to see that melt and go away. Um, but it's a unique opportunity to serve our community too. So yeah. we, we rise to the occasion, we step up, do what we have to do. And thankfully we didn't have a lot of issues during that. Didn't, you know, we always expect an interstate pile up or some right. major issues on the side roads. Um, we didn't have a lot of issues. We were pretty fortunate. That Sunday night, um, that it started, I was in Nashville and, and my plan was to leave by nine or nine thirty. Uh, snow started at six o'clock in Nashville, which was about three hours earlier than what the mm-hmm. weather was saying in Nashville. And I almost called you about eight o'clock or eight thirty when I left and said, "Give me the skinny." And I thought, "No, the man's work. He's actually I know he's working right now." We so I called. Watching, yeah. I called the second best option, which was Randy Porter. 
And of course, he was in his recliner at home. (laughs) (laughs) But he was watching, he was getting on TDOT for me and he was navigating me through. And he said, Well, looks like you're clear once you get past the airport because there was a little bit of a pileup there that they got cleared pretty quick. That was the very first thing in the state that we saw. Yeah, but I almost called you. I thought, No, that man's actually working. Let me call somebody that's not working. Never bothered me. You you actually, the week before, we actually talked about it. You're like, I'm good as long as it doesn't start snowing on Sunday or Monday. Like, Okay, well, it's snowing on Sunday and Monday. (laughs) So good luck with that. And then I got home Sunday, didn't leave the house until Wednesday. So, um, so let's let's talk a little bit and b- before we get to our break. But let's start talking about the transition. And, and you're now the director of EMA. Tyler has, uh, took a step back as the deputy director. Uh, I mean, how's that been? Is it still smooth sailing like Absolutely. it was before? It's been awesome. Um, you know, and anybody that knows Tyler, he's one of the most grace giving individuals on the face of the earth. Um, everybody I talk to about him, you know, anybody that knows him is like, you know, they just don't make people like that anymore. That It's so true. It is. Um, he's that guy. Yeah, I think he's having fun. I'm having fun. He's helping support me every everywhere I turn and everything I say or do. He'll give me feedback on it if, if it's something that he likes or maybe he thinks, hey, you might want to think about this twice. He's really good about that. Um, and just let me do what I think is best. And, and he's – He's 100% for Putnam County and the people of Putnam County, and you'll never find anybody more dedicated. So I'm blessed to get to step into a role like this and still get to have the guy who's done it for 30 years sitting right beside me mm-hmm. saying, hey, you got this. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 a good move. That's yeah. a good move. It, and that's huge. You just don't get that opportunity no. in a job like this. So I, and I'm a, fortunate. And a mayor that's been in EMS and public safety yeah. for 30-plus years, right? So, But still doesn't tell you how to do your job. Yeah. And, and he, he will tell you that's one of the hardest things in the, the response to the disasters that we've had in Putnam County is him sitting back and just letting people do their job because he knows what needs to happen. Right. But he sits back. He lets us do our job. He supports us 110%. And, uh, yeah, we're fortunate all the way around for sure. So before the, the y'all basically swap, sw- uh, switched, swapped, I can't get my words, words out. Words are hard. Yeah, words are hard. Yeah, I get it. Um, you were really the public relations guy. Are you still carrying that torch as no. a director? No. So um, I, I went from the uh, the planning and ops officer up to the director's position. Tyler's the deputy director at his request. And then uh, we've hired a new guy in, Philip Bynum. He's been with the county fire department for quite some time now. And uh, just a good guy, really smart guy, very tech savvy, uh, very emergency management focused. He's really good with kids. I make fun of him. I tell him that's his peer group. Right. You know, kindergartners are his peer group. Right. Uh, but I said the same thing about me when I was in that role, so that's fair. Um, he's doing a phenomenal job with that and uh, doing a lot of outreach and trying to get his feet under him, you know, learn everything on the EMA side of the house. But Philip does most of our outreach. I still get to go out and speak from time to time and when we have groups come into the emergency operations center there at the, the EMA office, I uh, get to speak to them. But he does a lot of that. Yeah, how important is outreach in this in this position? Oh gosh, but you know you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and um, the the citizens of Putnam County pay taxes, you know, to help run our office so that we can know the things they shouldn't have to know sometimes. Right. Um, and sometimes it's our job to learn the things they need to know and then share that and things like the NOAA weather radio and being prepared, having a home. Uh, emergency plan and and all the things that we go out and we speak about it's huge for us and to get people signed up for emergency alerts um, you know the emergency alert system in Putnam County we're fortunate we've been on the the IPAWS the the federal emergency alert system for many years Mayor Porter started that back when he was the 911 and EMS director um, we were one of the first counties in the state to get on that system and so we have some capabilities here locally that 
that many communities don't have. And we try to get people signed up for those alerts and make sure that we do a good job with that, too. That's great information. I am with Brandon Smith. He is our emergency management uh, director in Putnam County. He's actually served many roles prior to that, and we may get in a little bit of that, but we, we're here mainly to talk about uh, we've covered the weather radio distribution that's happening tomorrow at the Putnam County Fairgrounds from 10 to 2, so that's a reminder for you all to come by and get a NOAA weather radio. Uh, and we'll be back with Brandon in just a moment after this break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here with Brandon Smith, the Emergency Management Director for Putnam County. Uh, we've been talking about, Brandon, your, your little bit about the transition with you and Tyler. And, the, and of course, one of the reasons we're here, the weather, weather radio, words are hard today, weather radio distribution tomorrow at the Putnam County Fairgrounds, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, so we had talked before we got on about your week this week, and, and some of the things y'all are trying to do is get out more in the community and, and meet with churches and community uh, organizations. Tell me about the coordinated response meetings you've been doing. We just had uh, earlier this week had our first what we called a coordinated community disaster response meeting. And what that is is all of our volunteer organizations in Putnam County that respond to smaller incidents, windstorms, or you know, like our cold snap that we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Uh, people like Blair with Hip Cookville and, and Becca with Helping Hands and um, all the way through our larger churches that have disaster response teams, the Tennessee Disaster Response Team, Ken Hall and a group out of Monterey, um, just bringing all of those people together. Um, we use them in smaller events to help meet the needs of citizens and, and you know kind of connect them with the people who need that help where they don't have the money to, to hire a company to come in and clean up their yard or um, they have damage to their home and they, you know, just don't have the resources or don't have a place to stay. So um, we use them in those smaller events and connect them with those folks that uh, they're always more than happy to help and do some amazing work uh, for those families. But we also plan for what I call our worst days. And, you know, those are the days where we're under a state of emergency and we have widespread damage or flooding or whatever it may be. We just got all those folks together in the room and said, hey, well, you know, basically, here's what our plan are. Here's what our plans are. Here's what uh, our focus is moving into the next year. What do you need from us? And just started that conversation around how do we better work together to better serve Putnam County? Because, you know, anybody that's lived in Putnam County more than 15 days will tell you this place is just different. Mm-hmm. People just have a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to help. Everybody's willing to do what it takes. You know, I often tell people, if you want a job in helping people, helping people is inconvenient. It just takes time, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, and it requires some dedication. So we got a whole lot of servants and a whole lot of people who are willing to be inconvenienced in the room together. 
and just got to talk and plan and and think through and even talk about some lessons learned from the past. So uh, had a really good meeting, had over uh, a dozen organizations that came to the meeting or that expressed interest, you know, but weren't able to attend. And uh, we're looking to make it a quarterly meeting, get those groups together. And I would just say if there's anybody listening that is part of a church, a disaster response team, a local volunteer group that provides any kind of service in emergencies or disasters, uh, follow us on social media, call the office. You could talk to me, Tyler, Philip, any one of us, or Sharon, and uh, we'll help you get connected make sure you're at that next meeting. Did these meetings happen before 2020? Did we have a lot of the community meetings? You know, there there was some of that. Right. Um, we really saw the benefit after 2020, especially going through not just the tornado, but going through COVID mm-hmm. really taught us a lot as well about those community connections. And so the state and the national organizations have kind of reorganized how they effectively respond locally. And that really starts with the local response. It's really driven by those of us at the local level. And so it, it's just kind of the next natural phase in, in making that happen. So um, I love the idea of getting together with community members because when, when the when the tornado did happen, you know, we had places that people could go to. And I know that's something you all talk about that as a county commissioner, I'm not in on meetings, which I shouldn't be because you all are doing that every day. You know, we had Double Springs Church of Christ. It was yes, huge for Stepped us. Stepped up big yeah, time. Com- the community center was a big place for us. Do y'all talk about that again? And, and no matter where it happens in the county, it could happen all over. Anywhere in Putnam County, we can have a disaster. Do we have locations mapped out? Do we have uh, we have those plans in place, right? Yeah, that's actually part of our discussion yesterday. We we were talking with churches, and one of the things I said in the initial invitation email that we sent out. Uh, was or actually in the social media post is you know sometimes the event calls you just because of where you're located um, that's what happened with double springs church of christ could not have been a better church a better church leadership or a better congregation um, to have walked through one of the worst days in putnam county history uh, and the weeks and months after the fact uh, just phenomenal but but we talked a lot about you know you may not be interested in being that but the moment may call you and I think any church in Putnam County is ready to be that. Right. You know, nobody wants to be, but right. everybody is ready to step up and be that. And so we talked about how do we come in and teach you those things after the storm or before the storm? How do we come in and teach you those things to be prepared? One of the things that is really cool we got to present yesterday, Heather Mathis, who is a meteorologist at News Channel 5. She's actually a co-host with Talk of the Town there in Nashville on Channel 5. And Heather has gotten a law changed um, House Bill 1080 was the law that, that was passed that actually removes liability from churches that open their doors to shelter people before a storm. And that's always been an issue for us. That's something that Tyler and Sharon worked for years and years and have tried to get you know open public shelters before the storms come. And people are just so hesitant, insurance companies, and, you know, and, and rightfully so. So Heather got a law passed, and... Uh, they now have removed that liability component from churches. So she got to speak to this group and really lay out the Safe Places program and trying to get some churches to come on board to open up before the storms come on certain severe weather days where we reach certain threshold and, and potential limits um, to be able to, to protect people that just don't have a better place to go, which we're seeing more and more the more people who move in. They don't have other family members. They're moving here by themselves, and they're staying in a – a mobile home or they're in an apartment complex and they don't have a better place to go. So we're working with churches and, and really working hard to try to help 
find places to better protect folks too. So what is the best way, Brandon, to communicate that to people in this community, especially those that are new that maybe just moved in or haven't been here during a disaster that we've had? What's the best way to get that information out? Hey, if there's there's severe weather coming, you can go here for yeah. a safe haven to see what to how, how do we communicate that to people? so there are two places i would tell folks to go and, and social media is obviously the the easiest because it's the fastest that word comes out quickly and that's to follow us at the emergency management agency uh, facebook and instagram are our two primary methods that we have the most followers and and we really focus our energy on um, you can go to the putnam county website but i would also say follow putnam county mayor randy porter uh, mayor porter does a phenomenal job as you know at it, if an event is looking like it might happen, my phone rings before then, um, and I've gotten to the point now I know when to call him before mm-hmm. he ever starts calling me mm-hmm. because he really wants to make sure we're getting that word out and, uh, and and has a lot of followers, a lot of people hang on everywhere, not just in Putnam County. There are people all over the country that are following oh, him yeah. on social media. Yep. And so follow follow Mayor Porter and follow the Emergency Management Agency because that's where the official word's going to come out of when those shelters are open. Channel 5 has a Safe Places website you can go to, and we will link that anytime we open You know, Safe Places ahead of a storm. We'll go ahead and we will link the News Channel 5 site where you can go and see what's open, what's not, what's pet-friendly, what's not. That sort of thing. I think that's amazing because, I, I mean, I, you know, I live in the west end of the county, and, and I'm racking my brain about what would happen if something happened in that area. But we've got two schools, three, well, if we've got four schools that are there. We've got multiple churches, I know, that would be opening up. So I think you all coordinating these meetings and having that information, because Putnam County has never been, well, I say never, in, in, in our term of adulthood, I would say, and even children, We've never been secretive about our plans and about no. knowledge, right? Can't be. You, yeah, you can't be. You want to share doing everything. A disservice. Exactly. So, like you said, Mayor Porter is very transparent. Y'all, you are very transparent about what to do in a disaster, what to be aware of and cautious of, and where to go. And I think that's what makes us one of the best counties, not only in the state but in the country, because we share information, we talk to each other, we communicate, and we're not trying to hide anything from anybody. We're here to help. Good Lord put us here on earth to, to do a service, and we're trying our best, right? I absolutely So agree. I'm thankful for those conversations you all are having at EMA with, with your community partners and with other officials and other you know other the cities, and uh, I think it's wonderful. So Ben Rogers here on Local Matters with Brandon Smith, Emergency Management uh, Director for Putnam County. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back. Ben Rogers with Brandon Smith, Emergency Management Director for Putnam County. Uh, again, Brandon's one of my closest peeps as we call it as the cool kids say maybe they don't say it my home i don't know what they say anymore but i'm not considered cool in any facet anyway i don't know why you're trying 43 years old i'm not cool anything you're much older than i am but i adore brandon because he's wonderful to me and our our community and i say that with true sincerity and he's done a wonderful job and i'm so thankful he's in the position he is and i'm so thankful tyler's there with you still because tyler is amazing I don't know how you convince him to stay longer than he's got planned, but we can work. We're on working that. on it. We can work on I'm, that. I'm working hard. We have it. We have. He a, laughs a, every time I try, but yeah, I'm trying. We have an attack approach on you, Tyler, coming <laughs> up. So we've been talking about outreach, communication, work with the community, access, and and, and we talked a little bit about apps, uh, phone apps, or or whatever you have an app on. I guess you can have an app on a watch now. You talked a little bit about it. What apps can the public utilize for anything related to emergency management? When I'm talking about, I'm talking not only talking about weather, but other things. What apps are out yeah. there for the public to use? So we have a, a pretty nice app suite that that we recommend folks to look at. And and you talked about not just emergency management, emergency information. Uh, we focus on things like the Waze app, W A Z E. 
Uh, Waze is a good travel app, and the reason that we really think Waze is is kind of superior to some of the others, Waze has a direct tie-in to the TDOT traffic management centers. So the TMCs, when they put in construction or road closures or a rock slide, mudslide, uh, major incidents, anything that they put into their system automatically populates on the Waze app. And so Waze just gives you a, a much safer travel uh, if you will, I'll turn the Waze app on. One of the things that you can do is even if you don't need it to navigate you, um, I know where I'm going. If I'm driving to Nashville to the State Emergency Operations Center or you know to the State Department of Health, for instance, but I'll pull up Waze and just open the app and let the app run on my phone. It'll tell me anytime there's a pothole, you know, significant pothole ahead, a vehicle stopped on the side of the road, a crash in the middle of the road, an obstruction in the road, a major incident ahead, and will help reroute. Uh, if you're using the routing feature. So Waze is one of those things that in your day-to-day life can really become beneficial to you. When we start talking about emergencies, there are a couple. Uh, Smart 911 is one that the 911 board, you know all too well, the 911 board purchased many years ago. And uh, Smart 911 allows you to do a couple of things, to receive notifications, receive messages directly through the app. Um, But it also, in creating that Smart 911 profile online, you're signing up for the local emergency alert system here in Putnam County. You can sign up for Tennessee Tech's emergency alert system, TTU alert. If you're a parent or a family member of a student on campus or you're a faculty member, uh, we merged the emergency alert system between Tennessee Tech and Putnam County a little over a year ago and has served us really well, has, has proven to be a good thing, better serves the community, saves a little bit of money, um, and it's just a better service overall. There are not a lot of communities I think you would get, you know, that same kind of handshake. Um, so the emergency alert system, you can sign up through Smart 911, um, and you receive those notifications in the app. Pulse Point is a really good one. Uh, Pulse Point is one word, and it's Pulse Point Respond. It's the one with the red icon on your phone. Um, and so what Pulse Point does is Pulse Point gives you notifications of critical incidents around town. If there's a commercial structure fire, if there's a a vehicle crash with injuries, that means the road's going to be impacted for a little while. If there's uh, a major incident, hazardous materials incident, you need to stay away from. It's going to send you a notification of that, but it also alerts you if you are within uh, a quarter mile of someone needing CPR or an AED in a public location. It's not going to tell you to go to somebody's house and help them, but if you're out on the west side and you're having dinner or lunch and somebody four or five buildings down has a cardiac arrest event, the app's going to send you a notification and say, hey, CPR may be needed at this location. It's also going to show you the closest AEDs to you so that if there's an AED on the way, you can stop and get it on the way. If not, you can send one of your friends you're having lunch with to go get the Mm -hmm. AED and then come meet you there. Uh, Pretty impressive technology, pretty cool stuff. Um, so that's another one. And then the last one that is probably the most important, in my opinion, is the Putnam County EMA app. We have our own app for emergency notification, routine notifications. You can find some great information in there on being prepared and get you to ready.gov and some of the other resources of how you be prepared in your own home um, and with your own family. So those are some of the apps. I would say the Putnam County EMA app, Pulse Point Respond, Smart 911, and the Waze app are, are really impactful 
So let me one quick story about ways uh, I use it, and and my wife will give me a hard time. We'll be going to Nashville. She's like, well, you know how to get to Nashville. It's not about knowing how to get there. It's about yeah. what's going on the road, right? That's right. And so I always connect it to my car. And so one time we were driving down eight forty, going um, going west southwest as as it curves, and I can't remember exactly which exit, but there was a wreck up ahead, and it was right in the middle of an exit. So it was past the uh, on-ramp mm-hmm. and before the off-ramp. And Waze actually told me to get on the take the exit on-ramp and go straight across and go down the off-ramp yeah, it's pretty and cool. get back on. And I missed it, right? It's amazing. And I thought, how in the world does this app know that I should just get off for an exit and get right back on the same exit to miss a wreck? It's magic. Yeah, that's got to be something. Right? It's, it's magic. It's magic. So yes, I would. I know we're not paid to advocate for an app, but I we we you know we ways is really good. Does this with the smart nine one one and the EMA? Is it would you get multiple notifications if there was severe weather? You could yes. Okay, and yeah, I don't, there's you, nothing wrong with that. No, right? absolutely not. And somebody was talking about you know me getting an alert the other day. I said you should be around me or in my home when there's a severe thunderstorm warning. Um, you know, it, my family doesn't exactly love it when there's severe weather because it, it sounds like World War Three every five minutes uh, in the living room. There's 37 different apps and two phone calls and a weather radio. And I'm such a weather nerd, though. Like, I just love it. Yeah, and I, I can only imagine that Becky, uh, the look on her face when the weather alert goes off. You've probably seen that look yeah. on her face before. Yep, growing up with her, I, I probably have. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's awesome. That, and this is great. This is why I have you on, Brandon. And the information's a wealth of knowledge for people that's listening to understand how they can access uh, weather alerts. Uh, as you said, a, cro- a crisis with somebody that's having a heart attack that needs an A and I didn't know that the uh, Pulse Point responded. That I had no idea. I think that's wonderful that it gives. It's another part of being a community where people have access to each other can help each other. Um, so great information so far. Um, your first, you, you've, you've been in, in this role about six months and you, of course you're, you were doing wonderful and Tyler was doing wonderful. Y'all are doing wonderful. We're just proud of you. And I think I said at the commission meeting, how proud I was of you and everybody over there. Cause of all that you do, um, it, I, we don't like to talk negative on the show, but I do, I want to ask you, what is the biggest challenge so far for you as a director of EMA? What is some things that you've had to work through that maybe you didn't expect or, or, you know, just it's, it makes it a little bit more difficult to do what you're wanting to do. Um, I, you know, that's a great question. Um, I, I think probably the, the biggest thing for me is a listening to Tyler and Sharon, um, and, and one of the things that Tyler told me before I was the director, when I was, you know, his employee in the, the department, um, was to, to really take inventory of what I'm doing, learn to say, no, don't jump at every opportunity to do something because you can get too much on your plate where you're not effective. And so I would say that's one, um, but it speaks to the second one. And it's just time management right? And, and making sure that in this role, I didn't realize, I don't think I realized how much of, uh, I guess, a touch this job was, how much you have to you know, reach out and shake hands with people and stand and have those conversations. And it's perceived completely different if you say, hey, I got a lot I need to do. I, I got to get going uh, in this role than it was before. Before right. I could do that very easily. Mm-hmm. Now in a director's role, there's a certain expectation um, that you, you spend that extra time to talk to people. And I love that part of the job, but it does mean the tasks pile up. Yeah. Um, but I, I also am learning 
uh, I won't say delegation, but uh, I'm learning that the other members of our team are willing to do anything that needs to happen to make it work. So while one day may be heavy for one of them and I need to absorb some of their workload, they're always willing to do the same thing. If there's something that needs to be done, anybody's willing to do that. And so I'm learning to ask for help when I need the help um, and, and have those conversations in-house of, hey, you think you can do this for me because I got these things over here. And, and of course, everybody on our team is just phenomenal. We have fun every day. Yeah, and of course you you know you came from a nine one one in EMS and you just moved offices, right? You're in the mm-hmm. same building. You still see those great folks, and obviously y'all are communicating often. Oh yeah, and because y'all are working together and I'm talking, um, do you miss the nine one one side? Do you miss dispatching? I, I miss the dispatchers. Yeah, uh, that that was my favorite part. Dispatch was the the most fun I ever had in a job. Absolutely loved it, and I've done some cool stuff in my career. Uh, but dispatching and the partners that I had when I was in there was phenomenal. Um, I miss not interacting with the dispatchers every day, especially the night shifters. I rarely see them, um, but I still make it a point to go in there when I can and and just chat. Hey, how are y'all doing? Um, and, and have those conversations because they're still my friends and they're um, they're still my people. Right. Um, so that part's a little bit different. Yes. Um, in this job, the phone doesn't ring near as much at night. I've learned that. Um, because dispatch is just a 24-7, everything has to be tip-top shape. Yeah. And and I don't care how much money you spend on technology and people and all those things, there are things that need immediate attention running a, a 911 center. So uh, I'm excited to see Josh. He's really excelled in his role. He truly has. He He's has. done some things better than what I was doing, um, and I brag on him every time I see those. Like, you, you're doing that part way better than I did. Yep. Uh, but I'm also excited to see his phone ring and not mine. <laughs> I bet he's probably not, not excited to see me text him and say because I used to text you about nine one one stuff. And he's probably not excited to see me text him now because I wear him out sometimes. I'll tell but, you what he says later when we're yeah, off that's, there. That's yeah, that's fine. I'll, 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 he's got a name that. for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Brandon Smith has been my guest here on Local Matters. Um, just a wonderful public servant. Um, he doesn't like when I brag on him, but I am going to brag on him and, and his team. Uh, EMA is a blessing to this county. The, the the things they do for us, the outreach, the communication, the service they provide when there is a emergency or disaster is we, we can't replace that. And so I, I'm always uh, supportive of everything they do, and we should be. So, Brandon, thanks for being here. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. I, I I'll have you back again, folks. Hope you have a great weekend. Um, remember, it's a lot easier to smile than a frown. Make somebody's day. Be kind to somebody. I promise you, you'll get a blessing out of being kind instead of being mean. I, uh, it's just no reason to do that. Uh, just love on people. Thanks, my producer, Jake. He's the man. Hope everybody has a good weekend, and we'll see you next week.